Hello, listeners. Coming up, there's a great episode for you with Rachel Feinstein, hilarious comedian, and she does a lot of great <laughs> impressions of her mom on stage, and we talk a lot about her mom. And you know, my mom had a accent, and we teased her relentlessly about it. And she also couldn't pronounce the letter combination TH. She pronounced it D, like D. So we used to invent things for her to say just so we could basically mock her. What lovely children we were. And so even when I had friends over as a kid, I would, uh, yeah, make her say Martha threw the thing through the window. So she would go Martha threw the thing through the window and we would all laugh. She must have been such a good sport because she did it all the time. Because if it was me, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stupid kids. No, I wouldn't. I would do it too. Welcome to Parenting is a Joke. Episodes coming right up after these ads. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It used to be chill, it's all up in smoke, I think I'm still fun, parenting's a joke, I was cool, oh yeah, now it's hard to be cool, oh yeah. Hello everybody, welcome to Parenting is a Joke, I'm what's left of Ophira Eisenberg. On the show I talk to comedy people about their work and career and what it is like to do all of that with kids in the mix. Yeah, like, how the fuck are they doing it? And in today's episode, I talk to writer and comedian Rachel Feinstein about her upcoming tour and where she gets the best parenting advice. I just knew that some bitch at SoulCycle was going to tell me what to do, and I would fucking do it. <laughs> I just needed one, like, Upper West Side bitch to be like, uh-uh, you need the baby Brezza and the snoo, and the rest is bullshit. So the day we recorded with Rachel, she was running late and she felt very bad about it, which she shouldn't because as we all know, life is impossible. And I told her to make her feel better that two nights ago, two nights ago, I was putting things away after dinner. Lucas was in the bath. Jonathan was in the other room doing some work on his laptop. When I looked at the clock and realized that I had 
just miscalculated the time. And I was supposed to be on stage in half an hour. And I live one hour away from the club. So I went into this panic mode where I literally started screaming and crying at the same time. Uh, and after just frantically yelling that I would never work at the club again while throwing on a clean shirt, my husband said, well, let me just try to drive you because that's our best shop. So we ripped Lucas out of the bath and threw some pajamas at him to put on, which he was struggling with because he was soaking wet. And then I grabbed my bag. I ran to the elevator. Jonathan grabbed the keys, but then turned around to call Lucas to come already and bashed his head into the corner of the wall. The wall. Hard. I heard him scream but I was down at the end of the hallway. And to be honest with you, what went through my head was like, what fucking now? And then I see him and there is like blood dripping down his face because he slammed it to that corner hard. He split the skin right above his eyebrow and the cut looked deep and it was bleeding a lot. Uh, but he was trying to be calm and I needed to get to the club and he just kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just let's go. Cause you know, he was trying to save my day and be my superhero. But every single time he does that, he injures himself. I'm telling you, every time. Like, he wants to be my Superman, but he's like more like Stumbleman. So we get into the car. We're driving. He's dabbing his bleeding wound with these wipes that I recently found in the back of the car, and I just don't want to tell him that they're actually antibacterial wipes for furniture. So I just let it go. I mean... It's like kind of the same thing, right? Same ingredients, probably. And I keep asking him if he should go to the hospital right after he drops me off because maybe he needs stitches, but he just keeps dabbing his face with these furniture wipes and saying that it's going to be fine. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the traffic was like nothing I'd ever seen before en route from Brooklyn to New York in the sense that it opened up. We made it there in record time. And the whole way my soaking wet barefoot son just kept going, mom, it's all going to be okay. Okay. Don't worry. <sighs> Which for the record is not his usual. So we got there. I jumped out of the car. I said, maybe go to the hospital. I got into the club. The show started a little late, of course, but I was there. Um, Jonathan's wound didn't need a stitch. Maybe it did. I don't know. He didn't get one is my point. And we're a week out. It healed pretty nicely with just a butterfly bandaid, but he did develop a really nasty, I don't know why I'm laughing, black eye, you know, the kind that starts off yellow. <laughs> and he was so bummed because he was on his way to Vegas for a friend's birthday celebration. So to make him feel better, I was like, don't worry about it. With the black guy, you fit right into Vegas. That's like every third person there. People will ask you for directions. You'll see. It will be great. So anyways, that made Rachel feel much better. <laughs> My son said to me this morning that they were doing reflections since it's the last week of school. Reflections in the second grade, by the way. Oh, my goodness. This is... a quick path to gratitude journaling, I believe. Anyways, they're doing reflections and they had to also write what they're looking forward to in the third grade. And he goes, you know, I really wrote like a lot. So when we got to that question, I just wrote, I'm not excited about anything about the third grade because you know, mom, I'm not. I said, sometimes Lucas, you just got to play the game. So what's one thing you could pretend to be excited 
about next year in the third grade. And he said, nothing, mom. I'm not excited and I'm not lying. (laughs) And I said, well, are you excited about any part of school? And he said, yes, I'm excited about college because it will be my choice. (laughs) I am in for an uphill battle, my friends. Coming right up, I talk to the truly hilarious Rachel Feinstein. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Just fresh in off an Uber is someone that I've known for a very long time. Uh, She's been on TV. She's written for TV. She's currently on tour with stops in Atlanta, New Jersey, Nebraska, so many more throughout the summer. Please welcome Rachel Feinstein. Thank you. Okay, first of all, Rachel, I'm thinking, meeting you. So I came to New York in, you know, early 2000s and was rolling around and trying to figure out my way in this scene in the city. And there was a whole bunch of us that I felt like I met at a bar in the East Village at the time. We must have met at a bar in the East Village. The D-Lounge. I was always having some gangrenous drink, like something that like that no one should ever order, like a white Russian or something. Well, that was probably better than like whatever wine they bought by the gallon. (laughs) That they were serving. You're probably right. You're yeah. like, was is that a Merlot? They're like, it starts with an M, but I know. it's a grape you've never heard of. I believe you were babysitting slash nanny. Yes, for a kid. Yes, it was autism. Yeah, for like ten years. That's all ten that I years. did. Yes, uh, and he was at my wedding. Yeah, him and his whole family was at my wedding, and and yeah, so that was like my forty hour a week 
job. And then at night I was doing spots and everything. And I still remember I was like outside with him this one time and he was having a meltdown and I was like kind of crouching over him trying to calm him down. And he was like kicking his shoes off. And this person was like, excuse me, I just wanted to say, I'm like, whatever advice that you think right now, I'm like, this is a very delicate situation. And they were just like, that I saw you at Caroline's last week. And I was like, thanks. I was like, whatever you think, you know, you don't know. So get off my dick. So back the yeah. fuck off. And then they were just like, yeah, just wanted to say I like your. And I was like, fair. And I'm a twat. Yeah. But it was half of my life was just negotiating with him and trying to teach him to read and write. And there was a lot of, you know, biting and insanity in between. But then you would, I was finding out slowly that he had these lovely, complicated thoughts and he's an absolute genius. And he just graduated from Harvard. Holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been a very challenging job and a lot of responsibility. Yes. Especially at a point in your life where you're also, like, hanging out with the most irresponsible people on the planet. Oh, yeah. And then at night, I was drinking white Russians (laughs) (laughs) and being a dumb skank. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a lot. My life was all a lot. (laughs) But somehow that was the only job besides stand-up that I could hold. Are you um, comfortable with sharing the name and age of your kid? Sure. Great. Yeah. Her name is Frankie. And uh, I stopped because, not because I couldn't remember my child's name, but because her real name is Elena Francis. So, uh, um, But we call her Frankie. Mm-hmm. She just turned three. Yeah. Okay. And I think we were talking that you were dealing with like preschool uh, placement and interviews and stuff. Well, yes. She is just going to like a regular 3K. Like a, yeah. You know, but you... We have to show up for some interview. And last week we were supposed to go to that. And then it was like the air was rancid. Canceled due to smoke. Yeah. So they rescheduled it. Yeah. So which is funny because my husband was walking over there in the smoke. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be out of this. But since he's a fireman, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like He's like smoke. He's like cocky about it. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was actually thinking like, how are, are, are people that work in this kind of environment? Reckless. Different... Yeah, reckless. That's the answer. And they're like, they're like, I'm above this. Exactly. People are always like, oh, what does Pete think about the smoke? And I'm like, Pete, is he's out. He's jogging. <laughs> he's he's, he's taking himself like, with a nice jog. Look at this fresh air. Yeah, I had to meet him there. I was like, I'll Uber there. Then we find out the whole thing is canceled, of course, which should have occurred to me. Are you freaking out that uh, school is on the horizon? It's a little weird. Yeah, I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, we're backpacking out? Like, yeah, she. there's already <laughs> yes, portions of her day that she, doesn't, that she dismisses me already. You know, like, yeah. I was trying to potty train her the other day, and she told me to take a walk. <laughs> I was like, that, that one stung. She just looked at me, and she was just like, she was fatigued by me. She's like, you know what? Take a walk. She's like, you're trying too hard, yeah. mom. I Beat love it. that. Get out of my face. What is she like? In, like, she, yeah, She's talking to me like a greaser from the 50s or something. She's like, beat it. Take a walk. My son did say recently, do you not get that I said I want to be alone? What That's, was the scenario that that happened? He had a hard day at school and he didn't want to talk about it. And then he would like went in his room, but the door was open. So I just kept coming in and I was I was being annoyed. I was like, do you want a snack? Is there anything you want to talk about? I'm here if you want to talk to me. Sweet. Just reminding you, your mom cares. And he was like, what do you not get? That is fucking amazing. <laughs> so three-year-old, you are in it, potty training. So you're diapering half and diapering not. You, yes. You came in. You have a bag full of... Uh, uh, cereal. There's just like an cereal. open cereal. <laughs> Children's sundries yeah. in your... My bag is so foul and confusing. It's just... 
It's I didn't realize how much bribery is involved with having a kid. So there's just my bag is always full of bribes. Somebody told me recently there's bribes and there's threats. And then there's the threat of a bribe being taken away, which is called a thrive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Like, I give you iPad, Uh but now I'll take your iPad away. Yeah. If you don't get in the car, if you don't get dressed, then you're not going to get the thing I just bribed you with. And that's a thrive. (laughs) I love that. We do a lot of thrives. I offer her so many presents to get to do stuff, which is so terrible. But I'm just like, get in the car and I'll give you this little egg thing. Now she just is asking for presents every day. So I got to really curb this. But she's like, present? Where's my present? Like, <laughs> Did you always want to have a kid? I always kids? loved kids. And I, I think I always had that vague idea that I would have a kid. But it always just felt like I wasn't at the place in my career where I could do it. And then I was like, okay, you just got to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. But I just kind of felt like, oh, I'll have kids when I get to this place or make this amount yep. of money. And then yep. I just let go of that and... How to get. You know, I, I look at your tour schedule online. looks hefty. Yeah, it's crazy. It looks crazy. Yeah. So, you know, when you are envisioning that, are you freaking out? Are you putting, like, stops? Like, oh, I'll go back here, or I'm going to bring them with me. Well, or... we, we brought her with – we were bringing her with us a lot. Okay. And she doesn't fly for free anymore, so now it's more on the driving trips. And so that I find a little bookstore, a little thing that's fun for kids. So we bring her a lot. But – it's getting trickier to bring her, and that's why I'm just hoping to get to the place where I can just do a theater and come home. But um, my husband works – I mean, he's at the firehouse, like, half the week. Yeah. So when he's at the firehouse, I'm a single mom at home. But everybody's always asking him, like, how do you cope without – I'm like, I'm alone. Yeah. Half the week. He's just overnight doing 24s, 24s. And so then we do some switching off, too, because he, I might be alone with Frankie three or four nights, and then – go away if it's a flying trip. But um, a lot of times he can switch shifts at the firehouse and come with me and we can all go and like work a little vacation around us. So, oh, there's a children's museum upstate near my gig. So we just go and take her to this children's museum place. So there's a lot of that too. Okay. And he's good with like hanging out with her in the whatever accommodations while you do your show. That's the only thing he likes about it. He's not (laughs) all curious about the show. He's just like, how's the green room? He asked me that many times. How's the green room? I'm like, who? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he told me he was going to write a fireman's review of green rooms, like, as a coffee table. And I'm like, there's a real supply and demand issue with that book. He's like, yeah, I'll do, like, a firefighter's review of green rooms. I'm like, no one needs that. I love it. Does he ever have, like, on call? Is there an All on- the time. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's just that he wants to take a last-minute overtime shift. So I never know my schedule till the week of. I'm like, what do you mean you're doing oh, your overnight tonight? I'm at the cellar tonight. You know? Yeah. So, He's always doing last-minute overtime and grabbing a shift, an overnight shift or whatever it is. So that happens all the time, and it happened last night. So that means that I have to get Frankie. Frankie's in her car seat into an Uber and get the Uber to daycare and come back. And, yeah, and then it's like whatever night I thought I was going to get some amount of sleep um, up or whatever. You're done. It's always a last-minute 24 that he has to catch or whatever. Yeah, you know, because I think about how I run myself ragged and we're just a total crazy Tetris schedule in my apartment of who does what because <laughs> insanity. But then I was thinking if you are with someone else that doesn't work in entertainment but works in something else that requires an overnight. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's really good and really bad at the same time because the good thing is that he's used to the weird schedules that somebody's got to work on Christmas or 
oh, yeah. um, or New Year's. And so he wasn't the person that was appalled by my job. Yes. So he gets the job part. Most guys, like, they're like, oh, it's cool, you're a comedian. And then in a few months, they're just like, this sucks. <laughs> no, they hate it. They're like, this. we'll never go to a movie? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. And he gets that because he works in the same way. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So your parents, your dad was a civil rights lawyer. Yeah. Your mother a social worker. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of uh, great material and impressions <laughs> of your mother. You characterize your mother sort of as woke before there was the term woke. Yes. Basically. Uh, so many amazing descriptions. But what was like your childhood like growing up? Were you allowed to do whatever you want? Did they want you to be an yes. academic? They were very like... Overly permeate, fantastic, whatever it was, you know. So, like, I moved to New York when I was like 17 with some guy in his band, Dick Sister, and my mom was like, terrific, fantastic, yes. And so, my mom was always just outside in like a dashiki with no follow up questions when she should have a few. I mean, when I moved here, I just met a random woman on the Greyhound and I moved in with her family from Bangladesh. And I think the fact that they were from Bangladesh, that's the reason my mom didn't have any questions. Thrilled. I'm like, do you want an address? She's like, I'm good. It's fantastic. (laughs) Her 17-year-old daughter just moved in with somebody she met on a Greyhound. So, and my mom was just like, I love it. Bangladesh? The answer is yes. (laughs) Muslims. I'm like, you can't say it like that. That's the clancy way to say it. She's like, Muslims and Jewish people need to form more more alliances. 
So absolutely, you can live with this stranger that you just met at a Greyhound. They turned out to be lovely, and I basically joined their Bengali family for a few years. But and yeah, you're seventeen. I mean, like, I, hindsight, so young, so young. And I was wearing a sari everywhere. I just would go, and I that was like before appropriation, and they would just dress me in a sari. Everybody would just give me a sari, be like coming with us to this party or this wedding. And yeah, I was pretending to be from Bangladesh. I mean, I wasn't telling people I was, but I was yeah. like, I'm a Jew in a sari. And yeah. just living your life. And I'm just trying to live my fucking life, so get off my dick speaking of that. <laughs> do your parents drive into town to uh, do any child care, or is it more like a visiting? Lately, because my mom visiting? has been, she just is slowly stopping working now. Like, oh. She's a workaholic. So now I'm like, can you please come up next weekend when I have to go to Atlanta because I forgot to get my flight and I, have to, I can't get three tickets to Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. You know, they're farther away. She's like four and a half hours away. So she can't just, she's not just here. Right. Yeah. Around the corner. No problem. Yeah. Were your parents uh, pretty supportive of your artistic endeavors? or were They're they... definitely very supportive. Yeah. They do, she does call it my talent show or my skit <laughs> or my program. I don't know why she can't say program. Or my I program. like program. Yeah, they're very supportive. I don't think that anybody thought that I was going to even go to college. So everybody was just so relieved that I found anyone that would employ me because I was such a terrible student. And so there wasn't even any discussion of me even taking my SATs. It was just like, so even though everybody else went to graduate school, like yeah. they just knew. They were like, this one's she's a real hole in the team and it's not going to happen for her. <laughs> and there wasn't any effort like, hey, let's get you a thousand tutors. I don't know. They tried, yeah. Oh. And there was every effort. And it, oh, okay. everybody came up empty. They were just like, we cannot <laughs> stuff information into this bitch's brain. <laughs> I just failed in school. Even to this day, if I even smell a school, I'm yeah. just like, I can't believe I have to take a kid there. I hope she's not like me and that she's just a learner like my husband and can follow directions. Because when I even even smell a school now, I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. I just couldn't focus in school. I couldn't listen. They thought I had something called figure ground disorder where <laughs> where you can't oh tell gosh. the difference between one person speaking and a sea of voices. Which, to, like, looking back, even I... I'm like, come on, fuck you. I know the difference between one person speaking <laughs> and a group of voices, you assholes. But my mom, you know, well-meaning probably, but she's yeah. a therapist. But she was just always right. on the phone about me. Like, I think it's figure ground. She's got the figure ground where she can't tell if one person's speaking or a gaggle of people are speaking. Figure ground. Yes. There was all these weird sort of ideas about, oh, it's this. I went to speech therapy, everything. I was always being gently pulled out of class uh, uh-huh. and then put back by a woman that was just like, I fucking <laughs> give up. <laughs> And pushed back in class. They were just like, ah, you take her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Hey, everybody. That's who wants what I learned? Show. How to get a laugh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because everybody was so fed up. Survival. And so many meetings. So many meetings about me. My mom was always like in a little red, like Liz Claiborne heel, pissed <laughs> off at school because there was another goddamn meeting about you. A lot of meetings about me. I remember my dad once waking me up at school. I was like, I fell asleep and my dad was there for a meeting about me. And I, I was like, oh, shit. That's Howie. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like a print on my face. Really bad. I'm, like, I'm here to talk about your setup. I was like, okay. Kind of classic, true about like what makes a stand up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not good for your head to go to a place where everybody thinks that you're dumb. From very young, fifth grade was getting D's and F's. So it's just like very early on, most of my day was just been at this place where I was just like, something's terribly wrong with me. I'll never be okay. At best, I thought maybe I would have some kind of gray garden situation. Just right. like yeah, living in my own filth. 
Yeah, um, exactly. And I still kind of do. Like, my purse is a gray garden situation. So. <laughs> most, most parents are, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. So, and then it's interesting that you marry a firefighter. You know, such a uh, high level of technical job. Do you have any, like, feeling of extra security, especially with a little kid? Like, Frankie's at a playground, and you're like, we're cool because if something dangerous happens, we have a No, he works out at the playground. I told him, stop doing that. I talk about it on stage. I'm like, you can't do, like, prison push-ups next to the slide. It's alarming. The answer, the short answer to your question before you finish asking it is, no, I don't feel safer at all. Because they just thing is like it's like, you know, here's what it feels like to be married to a first responder. You know, when you're watching like Forensic Files or some murder show, and there's a woman, they have a nine one one call, and the woman's calling up nine one one, and she's like, "There's a guy, he's chasing me, he's got a knife, he's chasing me," and they're like, "Ma'am, ma'am, your address, ma'am." That's what it feels like to be married to a first responder. You're like, "This is a shit," and he's yeah. just like, "Yeah," because he's going into a fire. So you're like coming to him with your thing. When I was pregnant, I had gestational diabetes and I was like my I had to keep pricking myself because I was pregnant during COVID and he was on the job. And oh, right. so I was like, I my blood level, it's, I think it like fell like to a really alarming rate. I'm trying to read this right, but it looks like I might be like at risk for a seizure. And my husband said, do you think I should get this toilet bowl cleaner? I think it would be good for the front bowl. So that's what his answer that I'm like, did you just hear me? So they don't register like everyday, you know. Right. Important. Emergencies or minor emergencies. Yeah. Because they're just like, it's either all or nothing. I remember walking in one day and he was like giving her a carrot. I'm like, you can't give her a carrot. You can't give her a carrot. She's four months old. You can't give her a carrot. And he's like, just a carrot. Like he was like sort of trying to introduce it into her mouth like a long regular. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I know infant CPR. I'm like, no. This was a test it out. Like, I have to tell yeah, him. This is not a model. No. He was trying to get her ready for the swing early. I'm like, no, there's a time where they're ready for a regular swing. Absolutely. Or not. It's not a, like, let me prep them. Let me get an early swinger. No. <laughs> right. Hey, guess what? Frankie's swinging early. No. No. None of that. You sound like the one that is the, you know, voice of reason in the parenting discussions. Well, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then for other stuff where it comes to, like, what's appropriate to say in front of people, things like that, that he's always, like, mad at me. Or when it comes to – he's very OCD, anal neat. So, Oof, yeah. I love that. He runs a real tight ship, so I'm always in trouble. And he's always telling me that there's a right and a wrong way to load a dishwasher. I'm like, you're fun. <laughs> yeah. I do say there is a right and wrong way, but it will still clean. That's what I say. They'll still really? clean. It'll still clean. But you're neat. You're neat. You're organized. I just, I have that, you know, whatever this is, yeah. however, we, it, whatever you got in your diagnostic manual, people, for this, mm-hmm. where if things are messy, I'm like, my entire life is out of control. Yes. I grew up in a pristine house, mm-hmm. had a lot of stuff, but everything had its place. Yeah. And my mother would borderline, like, carpet rake behind you as you walked. Yes. As if it were to do. That's what my mother-in-law does. She, like, sweeps my actual feet when I'm sitting down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how he grew up, and that's how he expects things to be, and then he married me. And I'm like, it's not <laughs> happening. So you can fuck right off, because I've been up all night with the toddler, so well, I don't need you to that. come in and be like... What's, what happened over here? What's this over here? What was this over here? I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. But I imagine for you, just after um, all those years basically being a caregiver for Danny, that must have informed in a way of, especially 
dealing with a, a tiny child, you are really just guiding this yes. little being. I know what goes in a diaper bag. Like, this motherfucker can't pack a diaper bag. He'd pack, like, a rock or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> a useless. A rock and a Band-Aid? Oh, he's useless. Yeah, he can't do anything like that. But, like, he just likes a clean house. But he doesn't know, like, what she needs when she goes out. And he always thinks she doesn't need anything. And I'm like, no, she does. He's like, she doesn't need all this crap. And I'm like, no, she does. Yeah. She needs another change of clothes, and she needs a diaper, and she needs a sippy cup, and some little thing to fidget when you're, like, jogging her in the jogging stroller, you know? Yep. But he's just like, she needed this crap. Did she come home and she's like, ah! I'm like, yes, she did. She needed that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's why she's bright red. I do remember being on something on the road and uh, calling home and being like, how's it going? And my husband literally saying, what does Lucas eat? <laughs> and I said, human food. <laughs> human food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know the little, no. Yeah. He's a task person. He can like, do, yeah, he can like. Right. Give him a list. Give him a list, but it's got to be so specific. He can't do things like on his own. No, there's no. Yeah. It's only parallel play. Like I have to just be like, okay, you're doing that. Parallel Great. play between your husband and your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what she needs and how to do it. Like even with potty training, that's when I started to realize I was like, oh, because he was good in the early stages where it's like change a diaper, make a bottle. Yes. Such specific tasks. You can't fuck that up so much. But now I'm like. He's like, yeah, she didn't want to go in the toilet. I'm like, obviously, you've got to, like, sit near her and soothe and make it not make it like it's a big deal. And he just can't do any of that. This right. is where, yeah, because his emotional intelligence doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I felt like you were about to search for something else and decided like, it's to not, not go. It's not that. present is the answer. Yeah, he's a desert. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. So I have to, like, anything of labor. any nuance or there's a bag to be packed or whatever, like, yeah, my husband... If he packed a bag, I can't even imagine what nonsense he would put in it. He dresses her in, like, black turtlenecks that I didn't know we even owned in the middle of summer. I'm like, he dresses her like Steve Jobs. It's like a beat poet. Yeah. He always little. dresses her like Steve Jobs. Whenever I'm away, she's dressed like Steve Jobs. Uh, you've mentioned uh, before you would love parenting advice. Like, everyone always yes. tries to yeah, I, I feel that way, too. I have no systems. No. I like a type A twat to grab my shoulders <laughs> and be like, here's what you do. And it's exactly what I did when I was pregnant. I just knew that some bitch at SoulCycle was going to tell me what to do, and I would fucking do it. <laughs> I just needed one, like, Upper West Side bitch to be like, uh-uh, you need the baby Brezza and the snoo. And the rest is bullshit. I, yeah. I will admit that uh, just you said Soul Cycle. I never went to Soul Cycle, but I would occasionally like find a gym that had a Peloton bike. Robin, uh, I forget her last name now, is like one of the like real stars of Peloton. And she got pregnant I and I was like obsessed with her journey because I was like, she's going to mm-hmm. tell me how to do this because she told me I'm a queen. And that queens deserve <laughs> crowns. And that I have power. And she's going to tell me how to do this. You need to figure out what you want. This one woman's just like, do you know how many people don't want you to be doing this right now? Like, you're always cycling against someone somehow. I'm like, I have yeah. a feeling most people don't care if I'm, like, slowly cycling at a geriatric pace in my own home. They're always like, there's so many people that said you couldn't do this. And I'm like, no one no one's even involved. clocking my afternoon yeah, No at one's all. involved yeah. in this This is app. definitely not threatening to anyone. A woman barely keeping up on her Peloton. Isn't that the more archaically sad thought that nobody wants to examine? That's right. Nobody gives a shit how fast I'm going, which is not fast. Are you up for a game to close things out? Yes. Quick little game? A little water. Please have some water. I really like the name Frankie, by the way. It's it's so so adorable. I I live in Parksville, Brooklyn. There's a lot of wacky names. A white boy named Harlem. I did meet that. White boy named Harlem Uh is incredible. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I can't believe my mom didn't name me Harlan. How did Karen not name me Harlan? That's what she wanted to name me for sure. You know how you always see somebody traumatizing a child on the subway, like trying to get them to walk when they're not ready to oh, walk yeah. it or something haunting memory like that? And you're like, maybe I am a good mother. I once saw this woman like, shut up, Serenity. And I was like, that's incredible. She's like, shut it up, Serenity. Shut it up, I said Serenity. no, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Those names are going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> Celebrities have uh, obviously named their kids some pretty wild, I would say shit, but maybe they're wonderful names. Just weird names. So I'm just going to throw you a celebrity and four names of their kids, but one okay. of them is fake. Okay. But the other three, okay. they've actually named their children. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elon Musk. Okay. Okay. Which one is not an actual name he named his kids? Nevada. <laughs> Axelrod, Saxon, or Exadark Sideral? Oh my god, fuck. Only one of them he didn't? Only one of them is fake. Okay, I think he did name him Axelrod and Saxon, maybe. Is All Nevada right. the wrong one? Nevada's correct. Saxon, correct. Exadark Sideral, that I'm saying wrong, who now goes by Y, by the way. As in just the letter. I need a nap after just listening to that. <laughs> Axelrod, which is actually, I've met an Axel. I'm sure you've met an yeah, Axel. Yeah, I thought yeah. for sure he had an Axel. No, no, no that's not the yet. fake one? That's the next. Yeah. All right, let's go to. By the way, I walked in on um, Pete reading um, Frankie, uh, Elon Musk's autobiography. <laughs> no. Five months. I have video. I'll message it to you. I was like, but she doesn't understand that. He's like, when they first merged with Tesla. I'm like, she doesn't, she just spit up on herself out of boredom. But firemen love uh, Elon Musk and um, and they love crypto. Crypto. And I don't even understand Bitcoin. I just know that it bought us a house and that I would rather give that house away than listen to anybody speak about it. <laughs> I'd rather go back to an You're apartment. like, I will sell this yeah. for one mention of Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> couple more for you. Robert Downey Jr. Who oh, knew? She's he crazier than a so shithouse rat, right? And they have wild names. Which one's not real? Uh, Zip Recruiter, Indio Falconer. Okay, he was on such a cocktail of drugs for each of these kids. <laughs> I know, that I is know. so fucked up. I mean, when you when you go to rehab, you should have to rename your kids before you get out. That's part of making amends. Rename that fucker. You named him when you were on meth. Uh, every role Exton Elias. Wait, every roll? Like every roll of toilet paper? It's Did like, he name one of his kids every roll of toilet Avery, paper? Avery, like A-V-R-I, and then R-O-E-L, but it's pronounced every roll. It's every roll of toilet paper. I just <laughs> see, I, that's all I hear. Forever, in that case, every roll of Scotty's toilet paper. <laughs> and Exton Elias. Any any ideas which one is back there? Exton Elias. I feel Zip like recruiter, make Indigo up. Falconer, every roll. And Exton Elias. I really Elias. hope it's Zip Recruiter. It is Zip Recruiter. God, that's fucking amazing. Uh, by the way, Indio Falconer is now 29 and in a band. And very angry. <laughs> oh All right. God. I'll end with this one. Alanis Morissette. Oh, Alanis wow. Morissette's kids are named Ever Imri, Onyx Solace, <sighs> Winter Mercy, Ombre Volcano. Which one is fake? Winter Mercy? You wish, don't you? Ombre Volcano. The Ombre Volcano. That's right. Because I, I knew the other ones. Oh, I, you did? I kind of clocked some of these celebrity names. I used to be much better at it. 
By the way, Onyx, Onyx Solis, Onyx calls her mother Alanis Morissette instead of mom. Frankie calls me sweetie. Somehow better than that, though. (laughs) A sweetie? Yeah, I'm like, don't talk to me like you're an older waitress at a diner. I've been talking about this on stage. Yeah, I went up and be like, I'm going to work. I'll be back in a few hours. She goes, go ahead, sweetie. It hurts. She knows that I'm not like an authority figure in the home. She just looks at me like I'm not too worried about you. Rachel, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for listening. And Rachel is currently on tour with some stops in Atlanta, New Jersey, and Nebraska, many others, all throughout the summer. So for show and ticket information, go see her and go to www.rachel-feinstein.com. Also, we want to hear from you. Share some summer highlights and lowlights with us. You know what? You can leave a voice memo by going to our website, parentingisajokepod.com. There are instructions on how to do it. Or you know what? Just record on your phone and email it over. Send it to info at prettygoodfriends.com. We'll feature it on our Substack, which is also at Parenting is a Joke. Hey, speaking of subscribing, can you subscribe to everything? <laughs> But seriously, please subscribe to this podcast. Pass it along to a friend. Thank you so much for the reviews. It is, I mean, I can't even tell you how great it is to have those reviews. Uh, It's how I hear from you. It's how we know how we're doing. For all updates, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke. On Twitter at Parenting Joke. Hey, if you're in New York, want to come see a live show, July 1st is Canada Day. So come to Joe's Pub for a celebration. I'll be doing some stand-up. And then the Bright Hope Boys and their band will be inviting some of the hottest singers from Broadway and different rock and roll bands to take the stage and sing songs from the classic Canadian songbook. Will there be an Alanis Morissette cover? Damn right there will be. Will there be some Gordon Lightfoot? R.I.P. Yes, there will. And probably a bit of Drake, too. It is such a fun show. July 1st, Joe's Pub. Actually, there's an early show and a late show. Check it out at OphiraEisenberg.com. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. And we'll leave you with some stand-up from Rachel. My mom is aggressively liberal. Like, she's still complaining about Trump. She'll be like, not my president. I'm like, he's not, mom. He's not your president. (laughs) She would have preferred if I married a Nigerian lesbian than an Irish Catholic firefighter. (laughs) Like, my mother was praying one of us was gay. She was just sitting in the kitchen waiting. Like, there's Coco if anyone feels gay and wants to talk about it. She's always wearing some sort of long, like, menopausal cape, just some kind of an inclusive-looking Iroquois cloak. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. 
It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.